This is Daf Kafvav in Masechet Ta'anit. We'll begin at the top of Kafvav Amud Aleph with the new parak. Bishlosha Prakim, Bashana, three occasions of the year, Kohanim Nosim et Kapehen, Arba Pa'amim Bayom. There are three occasions on which the Kohanim lift their hands, which means do the Birkat Kohanim, four times in a single day. Bishacharit Bimusaf Bimenchal Benilat Sharim which are Shacharit, Musaf, Mincha, and of course Neila. Betaniyot, this occurs on fast days that have, that have a, a Neila. Uve uh, Ma'amadot, the Ma'amadot will explain, Uve Yom HaKippurim and on Yom Kippur. Eloin Ma'amadot, these are what the Ma'amadot are, that uh, is the strange term used in the previous uh, sentence. And we've encountered them many times in Shas, but it's a good review. Because it says, Hashem commanded the Jewish people to bring the korban tamid, the regular korban, the only thing is, how is it possible for a person's korban to be brought if he's not present? You have to be present. So the uh, early prophets instituted 24 mishmarot, 24 watches. In other words, uh, there, there are already 24 watches, as Rashi explains, uh, we're talking about Shmuel and David, the time Shmuel and David, there were 24 watches of Kohanim. And uh, for each one of them, corresponding to each one of them, and for each one of the mishmarot, um, there was a corresponding ma'amad. The ma'amad was the representative body that sort of uh, was the representative of the Jewish people at the korban. So So when the the time for that particular mishmar came up, so the Kohanim and the Vim have particular jobs to do in the Beit HaMikdash, so they would go to Yerushalayim. They were part of this group as well. But the Yisraelim, they don't have any function in the Beit HaMikdash itself, so they would get together. Uh, some of them would be in Yerushalayim itself attending the korban, and those who didn't make it to Yerushalayim would, uh, would gather together in the Beit Knesset, in the synagogue, and they would read the chapter in the Torah that describes the creation, in other words, the very first, uh, the very first parak of the, uh, the creation of the Torah. So um, this uh, next part is in parentheses. Uh, the, the Gemara will talk about it more, so we don't need to read it in the Mishnah. Uh, but the point is that these individuals who were the representatives of the Jewish people, part of them went to the Beit HaMikdash itself, part of them uh, would stay in their neighbor, you know, in their local towns and they would pray. So on the first day, <coughs> meaning on Sunday, they would read Bereshit and Hirakia, which is the first and the second days of creation. On Monday, Hirakia Vikavu Amai. So they would read the second and the third days of creation. So on the uh, on Tuesday they would read the third and the fourth day of creation. So each day they would read that day and the following day. So they would read Wednesday and they would read the Thursday. Now So on uh, Thursday they would read the fifth and the sixth day of creation, meaning that day which is the fifth day, as well as the following day. But on um, the sixth day, meaning on Friday. Uh, the, in the Ma'amad, they would read, what part of the, uh, they would read Totse Aretz, it doesn't say, it shouldn't say Vetotse, Totse Aretz, and Vaychul Hashemayim, they would read the sixth day of creation, and Vaychul Hashemayim, which wraps up the entire creation process, in other words, each of these six days they would be praying, and the purpose of this prayer uh, is that the Korbanot should be accepted, whenever you have a large parasha, whenever the paragraph was long enough to accommodate two people, uh, two aliyot, <coughs> so two separate people would, uh, would read it, Rashi says that, uh, for example, the first paragraph of Bereshit, it has five psukim, so you could split it in half. And the Gemara is going to explain exactly how you do that, since each reader is supposed to really have three psukim. So how do you split a five uh, psuk uh, parasha? But the Gemara will get to that. And if it's too small, so then an individual will read it. Shacharit, uh, uh, now, the, there's a question here about how to read this, but b'shacharit, that's in shacharit, b'mosaf or b'mincha. The question is, where is the kama? Is b'mosaf or b'mincha together, or is it b'shacharit b'mosaf, and then b'mincha is something else. 
Uh, so the question is, it, it, which where the where the comma goes between uh, Shachrid and Musaf or between Musaf and Mincha? But the point is that it, they would read from the Torah, but at, definitely in Mincha and possibly also in Musaf. They would read it by heart, not out of the Sefer Torah. Just like you would read the Shema. In other words, they didn't always take out the Sefer Torah. Mincha, they definitely didn't take out the Sefer Torah to read it. They would read it again uh, by heart. And they didn't have any ma'amad on uh, Friday afternoons because of the honor of Shabbat. Any day, any day that has Hallel, in, and now the Bach adds, a, uh, adds the word Bo. In Bo ma'amad. There's no ma'amad b'shacharit. There's not going to be this extra, uh, this, this extra um, prayer uh, of the ma'amad at shacharit because they, uh, they had Hallel instead taking up the time. And uh, Koban Musaf, and he that has a Koban Musaf, in, uh, so then in bin Ilah, so then there's no Mahamad at Mincha or Neila then in that case, uh, because they would be having Neila also because they were fasting, and Koban Etzim, uh, in bin Mincha, and if there is a uh, Koban Etzim that day, a day that, that certain families would bring the offering of the, uh, of wood to the Beit HaMikdash, we're going to learn, uh, that this is several days of the year that this would happen, so then they wouldn't have it at Mincha. In other words, if it was a day of a Koban Musaf, since there's so many Kobanot involved and it's such a long service at the Beit HaMikdash, they wouldn't have the Tfilah then, not in the Mincha and not at Neilah, the whole afternoon they wouldn't have, and uh, when it was just a Koban Etzim, they just would skip the sacri- the uh, special Tfilah for Mincha. And um, and Rashi says, and again, it's not really Rashi in Masachet Anit. It's pseudo Rashi. Says the Kohanim that are part of the Mamad can't join the prayer because they are doing the Musaf itself. And the Israel were helping out in a supportive role to enable the Korban to be brought. There simply wasn't time to uh, uh, to offer these special tefilot on on those dates. That's the way that the um, that's the way that the uh, that Rashi interprets this uh, this Mishnah. There are other interpretations as well that the Tosfot brings, but we're going to stick with Rashi for now, just for simplicity's sake. Now, Rabbi Yoshua had a different version of this. Koban Musaf in Bimincha. So uh, that if there's a Koban Musaf, there's no Ma'amad at Mincha, but there is at Neila. Koban Etzim in Benila. But if there's a Koban Etzim, they only omit Neila. In other words, not like Rabbi Akiva said that when there's a Musaf, there's nothing in the afternoon, not Mincha, not Neila. There is Neila if there's a Koban, koban Musaf. There's no Neila if there's a Koban Etzim. Chazal Rabbi Akiva, liot Chonek Ben Azai. Rabbi Akiva retracted and taught like Ben Azai. So the, the time that the uh, Kohanim and the people would bring offerings uh, of wood. There were nine times that people would come and bring korbenot etzim, which were, uh, which were offerings of wood to the Beit HaMikdash. Be'echad ben Nisan. The first was on the Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Bnei Erach ben Yehuda. That was the family of Erach ben Yehuda. Be'esrim Tammuz, the 20th of Tammuz, Bnei David ben Yehuda. That's another family. Be'chamisha Be'av, the 5th of Av, Bnei Parosh ben Yehuda. Be'shiv Abo, Bnei Yonada, Bnei Echav. So each of these are dates that these particular families would bring wood to offer to the Beit HaMikdash. It was their contribution. We're already up to uh, the 7th of Av. Now we're coming to the, uh, the, uh, and the 10th of Av. And then 15th of Av. So uh, then that's uh, another family again. And on those, on that was the day that anybody wasn't sure which group they were from, which tribe they were from, they would bring on that day. Also, the bnei gon ve'eli, those who stole the pestle and those who stole the uh, and, and those who uh, cut the uh, figs. We're going to see exactly what that means 
in the ensuing Gemara will explain what the stories are behind these families' names. They would bring it on that day. Besrimbo on the 20th of that month, the 20th of Av, Benepechat Moav, Ben Yehuda. Again, another, uh, uh, another family. And then, Besrim Belul, 20th Elul, Bnei Adin Ben Yehuda. That was the uh, that was the family of Adin ben Yehuda. Bechad betevet. So on the first of Tevet, Shavu bnei Parosh So then you would have the bnei Parosh again coming for a second time, uh, and the Gemara will explain why these times were the way that they were, and so on. Uh, we'll see more about it in the uh, in the Gemara, but basically these are the dates so far. <clears throat> on the day of the first of Tevet, there was no Mamad prayer at all because it canceled everything because there was Hal. It's Chanukah and it's also Rosh Chodesh. So there's Halel that cancels the morning one, and there's the Korban Musaf which cancels the afternoon, and there's the Korban Etzim on that day which cancels Neila. There were five bad things that happened to our, our ancestors on the 17th of Tammuz, and there were five on Tisha B'Av, on the 17th of Tammuz. The Moshe uh, Rabbeinu came down to find us uh, worshipping the golden calf and he broke the first set of the luchot, of the tablets that had the Aserot had the brought. And it should say, The Korban Tabit was discontinued because of the persecution of Ka'ir and the city was breached, the wall of the city was breached in the second bit, times of the second bit. And an evil king of Postumos, uh, or evil persecutor, burnt the Torah, exactly what the circumstances of that uh, event were, is somewhat debated and discussed. Uh, and also a tzelem, an idol was placed in the heichal, uh, or vehemid tzelem baichal is what, uh, what the, the Bach has that way, um, which means that he, it sounds like the same person, Apostolos, put an idol in the heichal. That's like what we have in our Gemara. And uh, Bach says that there's another one, that it was placed in the heichal, meaning it wasn't by the same person, but there was also an idol put in the Beit HaMikdash. That was another terrible thing that happened on the 17th of Tammuz. However, it's on the 9th of Av. First of all, it was decreed upon our ancestors that they should not enter Eretz Yisrael and Chetam Raglin. And also the Beit HaMikdash was, Chavav was destroyed, the first and the second one, and this was the siege of Betar, where uh, many, many, many Jews, hundreds of thousands of Jews were killed, slaughtered, uh, the, the Bar Kokhba revolt happened, and also the Temple Mount was plowed, as if to say that the Beit HaMikdash will never be rebuilt, so all these terrible things happened on Shabbat Av, when the month of Av starts, we diminish our joy. Shabbat shechal Shabbat liot betocha. Here Shabbat means week. It doesn't mean the actual Shabbat. It means the week that the Shabbat falls. Assume it's the penalty mechabes. We're not allowed to get our hair cut and we're not allowed to wash clothing. On the on Thursday, mutlum take for the Shabbat. You're allowed to because of the honor of Shabbat. In that case, you'd be allowed to. Nowadays, we don't have Tisha B'av uh, falling on a Friday, so that is not relevant to us really. But if it were, then you'd be allowed to do those things on Erev, on, on Thursday uh, because of kivod Shabbat. Erev Tisha B'av. Uh, a person cannot eat two cooked dishes. It's talking about at the Sudam of second. You cannot eat meat and you can't drink wine. That's the Ikaradin. That's really the Lacha. Nowadays, we stop eating meat and drinking wine a full nine days before the Shabbat, but this was at that time. That only during the Sudam of second it was prohibited. You don't have to eat less than two dishes and, and not eat meat and not drink wine. You just have to have less than what you normally have. Rabbi Yudah says you have to turn over the beds. Now, this was something. The Chachamim did not agree. Now, this was something that mourners used to do in the time of the Beit HaMikdash. They would turn their beds upside down as a sign of the tragedy of the loss. Um, and, the, uh, and according to Rabbi Uda, you have to do that also for Tisha B'Av because you're like a mourner. The Chachamim say, no, you don't do that for the morning of Tisha B'Av. You only do that um, for the uh, uh, for morning of a person. Nowadays, we don't do that at all. The custom is not to do Kfiat but This was something that was widely done and that was a halakha to do Kfiat 
uh, for a uh, as part of the shiva that you would turn over the bed and sleep on the back side of it or something like that. Nowadays, our mattresses are reversible anyway, so it's not even relevant. Rabban Shemob Gamliel said there were never happier days than the 15th of Av, Tu Be'av, Uch Yom HaKippurim. Shebayin benot Yerushalayim, Yotot, Beklei Lavan, because on these days, the daughters of Jerusalem would go out in their white clothing, Sheulim, they would always borrow them, they would never have their own, so that it wouldn't be able to tell who had their own and who didn't, not to embarrass anybody. Meaning we didn't want anyone to, who didn't have to be embarrassed, so nobody would show off their own stuff, everyone borrowed them. And it should say, uh, it should say, according to the Bach, uh, correction, v'chol, v'chol ha'kelim te'unin, tevila. All of these items required tevila afterwards because you don't know who they were lent out to. They might be tamay, so you, therefore they have to go to be uh, purified afterwards. But anyway, but the point is that uvnot Yerushalayim yotzot v'cholot v'kamim, that the daughters of Jerusalem would go and they would dance in the vineyards. Umay hayom mot, what would they say? B'chol, young man, sana enecha, lift your eyes, u'ei, and look, matabore, what, what do you want to have? Don't look at the beauty. Should look at the family of the girl and see if the family is good. Then the girl is good. Because uh, grace is 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 false and uh, beauty is vain. A woman who fears Hashem is the one who should be praised. Give for give to her of the work of her hands, and they will praise her in the gates. So meaning that the woman who is really an accomplished woman, a woman who is a righteous woman, that's what you should be looking for, not a woman who is good looking. And similarly, it says, Go out and look at the king Shilomo. It says, uh, go to look at the king Shlomo, the crown that his mother crowned him with on the day of his marriage and the day of the joy of his heart. What does it mean, the day of his marriage? That's Matan Torah. What is the day of his joy? This is the Beit HaMikdash that should be rebuilt speedily in an hour days. This last part doesn't connect to anything in the rest of the Mishnah. It's a way of starting with something positive because it's talking about uh, Hashem. The Melech Shlomo is talking about Hashem that he was crowned, so to speak, on on the day of the giving of the Torah because he became our king. We accepted his laws and he was also a day of his happiness was the day that the Beit HaMikdash was built and soon it will be built again. So rather than end with the negative of talking about Tisha B'Av and the destruction, we end with the positive that those days were so special in the eyes of Hashem and that one day be repeated that we'll have the Beit HaMikdash again. The Gemara says, three times a year the Kohanim do Birkat Kohanim four times. How could it be that you say there's four times on the Taniyot and Ma'amadot there are not four times? Because there's no Musaf on the Tanit and there's no Musaf on the Ma'amad. And this is what it meant. What it meant was there were three times when every time you pray, you have Birkat Kohanim. And there's some that there are four times, like Shachrit Musaf, when you do have a Musaf and a Neila, then you end up having four times. And we're talking about Taniyot, Mamadot, and Yom Kippur. In other words, Taniyot and Mamadot really only have Shachrit, Mincha, and Neila they would have. Yom Kippur had all four tefillot um, and would have Birkat Konim at all them. Amrav Nachman Amrav Baravua. Zodivrei B'Meir. Chachamim Amrim Shachidim Musaf Yesh Ben Nisiat Kavayim Ben Chaun Ila In Ben Nisiat Kavayim. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. But the rabbis say there's no, there is never any Birkat Konim in the afternoon, not at Mincha, not at Neila. Man Chachamim Rabbi Yehuda. That's Rabbi Yehuda. He detani Shachidim Musaf Ben Chaun Ila Kulan Yesh Ben Nisiat Kavayim. Divrei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says all tefillot have have uh, Birkat Konim. Shacharit, Musaf, Mincha, Neila, they all have it. Rabbi Yudah says, Shacharit, Musaf, Ishben, Nisad, Kapayim. Mincha, Neila, Enben, Nisad, Kapayim. According to Rabbi Yudah, you never have it in the afternoon. Not at Mincha, not at Neila. Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Yudah says, I sort of agree with you and sort of not. I agree that there's none at Mincha, but there is at Neila. 
So what's the source of the argument here? Rabbi Meir said, look, what's the reason why we don't normally have Birkat Koinim at Mincha? It's because people get drunk. In other words, they eat and drink in the afternoons. And therefore, they might, the Kohen shows up, he had wine with his lunch, and now he's going to go Birkat Koinim at Mincha. But how you do not like a shikhut, but on a fast day, there's no shikhut. So what's the problem? Why can't you have, on Yom Kippur at Mincha, you could have, uh, should be able to have uh, Birkat Koinim? Rabbi Yudas Savar, Shachrit Umusav, the Kol Yom Allah Shachrit Shachrit, La Gazur, Gazur Bo Rabbanan. But Mincha Unigdad, Kol Yom Ashrit Shachrit, Gazur Bo Rabbanan. Rabbi Yudas says, look, even though Yom Kippur obviously nobody's drinking, but since in the afternoon on a regular day we have a gzerah that we don't have Birkat Kohanim because maybe the person was drinking, so we apply the same on Yom Kippur and we don't allow them to have Birkat Kohanim in the afternoon. Rabbi Yudas says, look, even though Yom Kippur obviously nobody's drinking, but since in the afternoon on a very logical. Rabbi Yosef says, look, that makes sense for Mincha of Yom Kippur because Mincha every other day, 364 days a year, you don't, you, you have no Berkat Kohanim. So then all of a sudden on uh, Yom Kippur, you're going to have it. Doesn't make sense. But Neila, you only have on fast days. You only have it on days that people are not eating and drinking. So you should be able to Berkat Kohanim at Neila. If not at Mincha, but definitely at Neila. Right? So uh, that's what Rabbi Yosef says. Rabbanan, so, 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 Ram Rav Yudam Rav, Halachak Rabbi Meir, Rav Yudas said the name of Rav, that the Halachaf was Rabbi Meir, that on Yom Kippur you can have Birkat Konim at all four tefillot of the day, but Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Nagu Amkid, Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yochanan says, the Minhag is like Rabbi Meir, Ravamar Minhag, Rabbi Meir, not Nagu Am, the people were no, were, had the Minhag, but the Minhag, the custom is like Rabbi Meir. Manda Malachak Rabbi Meir, the one who says the Halachaf was Rabbi Meir, means Darshin Lab Birkat, we even publicly announced this is the Halacha, all four tefillot, Mincha, we have Birkat Konim. Manta Mar Minhag, the one that says Minhag, not no Nagoam, but Minhag says Midrashlo Darshinan, but Oye Morinan, meaning that if somebody comes to ask a question, that's what we tell them. We don't go and teach it outright in public, in other words, because it's not such a, an official thing, but if people, uh, uh, if people come and ask the question, uh, then we, we tell them that that's what we do. Umanda Mar Nagu, Oye Morinan. The avid, avid, and the third opinion that says Naguam, the people were accustomed to doing it. So they, uh, according to that, um, if they ask, we say no. But if they do it, we don't stop them. Okay, so those are three opinions. One opinion says the official halachas like Rabbi Meir, and we announce it. One says if people ask, we tell them it's like Rabbi Meir, but otherwise, if a status quo is not like Rabbi Meir, we don't intervene unless we're asked. Third one says even if they ask, we say no, but if they go and do it, we let them do it. Rav Nachman says the halacha does not follow Rabbi Meir, it follows Rabbi Yosi. Rabbi Yosi, the halacha bottom line is like Rabbi Yosi. So, so basically, what does that mean? That means in Yom Kippur, we have Bekat Konim at Neila, but not at Mincha, because since Mincha exists on every other day, and every other day we don't have Birkat Kohanim because of concerns about Chechut, about drinking, same thing with Yom Kippur, but Neila, which only exists on fast days, we don't make that Kizirah Vahigdana. And nowadays, says the Gemara, and according to, uh, according to the Bach, say, Ve'ela, Ve'ela, rather today, if the Alachad doesn't follow Rabbi Meir, it follows Rabbi Yossi. So why did the Kohanim say Birkat Kohanim at Mincha of fast days? Since mincha on fast days are do, is done late in the day, so therefore, and it's close to shkiat, it's close to sunset. It's similar to to neilah. It has the feeling of neilah, and therefore we treat it like neilah. If you did a mincha earlier in the day, the implication is therefore you would not have 
Mincha, you would not have Birkat Kohanim at the Mincha even on the fast day. It's only because it's done late in the day, so it's similar to Ne'ilah that we have Birkat Kohanim. Tosafot says, therefore, on, on Yom Kippur, we, do not, we do not have Mincha Nisiyat uh, Kapayim. We don't have, uh, even though Yom Kippur is also a fast day, we don't have Birkat Kohanim at the Mincha of, of Yom Kippur because it's done much earlier. It's not anywhere near sunset when it's being done.